Hey, I'm Matt Hudgens, and he's Dave Mulvaney, and this is Profitability MD. Dave, how are we doing today, buddy? Matt, I'm doing good. Probably a little better than what you're going to be dealing with. Very oh, I'm like stressed out. I'm like stressed out. My, my oldest daughter, I only have two daughters, is going to college on Friday. So she's going to be a freshman at UGA. You know, thank God. That's awesome. Go dogs. Uh, but there's a whole level of stress. Just, you know, she's ready. She's prepared. You see my Gators football right there? Yeah, 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 I know. That's why I said go dogs. That's why I'm here. Signed by Tim <laughs> Tebow. Okay, so anyway. Uh, yeah, so, you know, I'm excited for her. It's going to be awesome. She's a great kid, good head on her shoulders. Both my girls are, for that matter. Uh, so it's going to be all fine. I'm going to miss her. She's, you know, I like seeing her. I like chatting with her. I like, you know, having conversations with her. So, so I'm going to miss her more than I'm worried about her stuff. But I thought that'd be a great for our episode 33 to talk about uh, college planning for entrepreneurs. I think it's a, uh, it's a subject that um, is often talked about in private circles and really needs to be brought out, um, you know, because the reality is if you don't think about it, how fast did these 18 years go by, man? I mean, you know, I, I've got... Uh, it's unbelievable. So... They, uh, all right, I'm going to give my... So I got some disclaimers to give, right? So I've got a second business where I'm an investment advisor, an RIA. I've got an MBA, a CFA, Chartered Financial Land. I really know my stuff. But this is not financial advice. Consult with your tax attorney. Consult with your own financial advisor. So this is just my opinion and Dave's opinion. So there's, there's our disclaimer. But, there's our but disclaimer. We, do know, we do know what we're talking about here. Yes, um, because I, I will say that um, I'm not a financial planner and I don't even play one. However... However, you've got two kids. I, I have two kids. Both um, had the option to go to college. I had all their money put aside for college through not only the prepaid college program, but the 529, um, uh, which is another uh, college structure. My daughter is still in college, um, and she wants to be a psychiatrist, which means she's going to be there eight years. I will only cover four of those years, maybe a bit of the fifth year, uh, but uh, we're already looking at purchasing real estate in the city she's she's at university of central florida we're ready actually we're we're just my wife and i were just having this discussion about purchasing a piece of real estate that she can live in and we can have two other uh college students or tenants and and then she can live the rest of her college life for free which will allow our 529 plan to go a little further so right uh, right but so, we're gonna so let me start yeah i was gonna say so let me start big picture here which which it, unless you have kids around the age, you don't know these numbers, right? So the average in-state college, so, and I'm talking all in because all I care about people, right? In-state college tuition plus room and board is around twenty-two to $24,000 a year, okay? That's University of Florida, that's Tallahassee, that's probably your UCF, that's Georgia, that's Georgia State, that's Alabama, uh, that's Auburn, that's pretty much any in-state school, in-state tuition, twenty-two to 24000 Now, you may have a scholarship here in Georgia. We have the Hope Scholarship. You guys have something in Florida called something Foundation Futures or something like that. It's called Bright Futures, yep. Bright Futures. And that will pay for tuition, but it doesn't pay. So my daughter has a Hope Scholarship and some other Zell Miller or something like that, which pays the tuition. It does not pay the room and board. So it is still going to cost me uh, $12,000 to $14,000 a year for my daughter to go to college. So even if you think your kids are going to get a scholarship, most likely the best scholarship is the, what we here in Georgia is to pay everything of tuition is you're still going to come out of pocket 12 to 14 grand. Now they're, you know, they're valedictorians that get everything covered and their athletes get everything covered. 
I got it all. I'm just trying to tell you expectations. If they don't get it, 20 to 24,000 because they, they, anyway, so there's that. Then you talk about out-of-state public school. So if my daughter from Georgia wants to go to University of Florida or Auburn, Alabama, those are the numbers I know, uh, that's forty to $45,000 a year. This is per year, right? And so what happens, they charge you out-of-state tuition, plus you still got room and board. Now, again, some states offer in-state tuition because they're trying to recruit Georgia kids to come to Auburn, right? So uh, this year, they did, they did not offer in-state tuition for, for, for very many at all. Auburn, so it's 40, 45 grand. Two years ago, three years ago, they were trying to get some people from Georgia, so they would offer you in-state tuition, so your kid would go to Auburn, and it'd be 22 to 24 grand. This year, they had a lot of applicants, so they weren't interested in offering in-state tuition for out-of-state students. So this year, Mississippi, uh, Ole Miss, Mississippi, and Tennessee were offering in-state tuition to Georgia students who didn't get into UGA. So my point being is you can't count on a scholarship just because one year Florida is paying in-state tuition for out-of-state students. It may not be the next year. Florida almost – I don't Almost never. Florida. You guys are packed. Never offered. And the reason why is um, they bank on the out-of-state tuition. So um, – and I'll give well, – let's, let's start here because we're talking about – so Florida has the prepaid college program um, along with Bright Futures, and, and we did the prepaid college program, which – I recommend and I don't recommend. There's two sides to it, but um, number one, it pays for the room and board, but if your child qualifies for Bright Futures, then you kind of get screwed. You do get your money back, but it's just, I mean, it, it's With not, no interest or something like that, right? Correct, no interest. And, right. um, but that being said, if you are a Florida resident, you needed a, um, a, a 4.0 to get into almost any Florida college and in some cases, like University of Florida, you needed as much as a 4-4 to get in, to get accepted, right. unless you were in some kind of scholarship or your father or mother was a uh, sure. big was donor. Yeah, yeah. alumni, uh, a heavily paying alumni. But, right. That, right. but they'll take a Georgia student at a 3-0. Why would they want to do that? Because they can make Forty-five to $60,000 per student, and they have so many kids in the prepaid college program. So there are states that are actually penalizing their own residents in, in, in that regard. But it doesn't change the fact that um, my son, I said, okay, well, here, you want to, he wanted to go to FSU. I mean, I, you know, I prayed, and, and we forgave him, but he went to FSU. But his first semester, he had to go to the community college there, and then he enrolled in a he, this is I'm going to I'm going to give you some secrets that aren't out. He enrolled in an ROTC program. He didn't in, he didn't join the military, but he enrolled in an ROTC program at FSU, which then put him into their computer system and then he was able to start enrolling in classes after one semester. That's awesome. That's a good backdoor strategy. Okay, so we just now that's some that's some big tips for you out there. Same community <laughs> college Make sure they enroll in ROTC, but don't sign up for the military if they don't want to put their butt on the on the dotted line. But that's how he he backdoored his way into FSU. Um, nothing wrong with that. I like a career. No, I, I think that's great. Yeah, we got people who don't get into Georgia and they go to um, North Georgia College, which actually has a campus in Athens, and they go. Now you have to go two semesters before you transfer. So that's the backdoor way into Georgia. But go ahead, you were something wrong with that. And, and, no. and people, I think, often look down on community college. And here's what I have to say about 
us as parents, a lot of times we pressure our kids to go to college to get a good degree when, when in reality, in many cases, if they don't know what they want to be, that college may not be the best route for them. You know, we do need mechanics. We do need electricians and um, we need tradespeople. We need all of these things. But if you want to be an accountant, a lawyer, um, a, um, any professional, um, if you want to get hired as a marketing director for Facebook, you're going to need that degree. So right. That's, right. that's why we're talking about this is because there, it's a big financial burden. If you, if you figure it's going to cost you 100000 minimum uh, and you want to pay for your kid's college, when's the best time to start thinking about that? Yeah, yeah, yesterday, yesterday. I got to finish these numbers, dude. So here's where we get into, I just told you the public schools, right? Private schools are sixty to 85000 per year, per year. Right, so I got clients that got three kids at Notre Dame. That's seventy-seven. I think it's seventy-seven thousand dollars a year times three. You go to I got a client who's uh, firm in baseball. Right, what's an average athlete scholarship at private schools? Seven grand. Right, it's not like they're paying all the tuition. Right, um, so you can't really count on the athletic scholarships. So you should look at your sport if you're counting on athletics. The average scholarship for most athletes is seven grand, almost regardless of sport. But again, so you can't count on that. Now, there are people that get all full rides. I'm not saying that. So it's, it's in-state. It's in-state with a HOPE scholarship or a scholarship. Then it's, then it's out-of-state public school. Then it's private schools, right? And I think the most expensive might be Duke. Don't quote me on it. But I think it's like 85 grand all in per year, right? So anyway, those are the numbers. They're astronomical numbers. So that's just one-year numbers, right? So 100 would be very minimum to get in your own state school to go four years there. If you're, if you, and that's if you didn't get a scholarship, right? If you go to out-of-state state school, you're talking, you know, let's call it 45 times four is $180,000. Those are big bucks, right? So best time to start saving, that's what you're asking, is like yesterday, right? And so now we can get into kind of strategies. You were talking about the Florida prepay, which I don't know if that's all in or can you partially pay or how, like do you pay per credits now? It might be a per credit pay now. Well, um, you decide what you want to pay, um, whether it's um, you want all tuition covered, you want tuition room and board covered, you want um, basically the, it, it's all dependent on what you as a parent want to cover. Okay. So you can also pay for a certain amount of credit hours, um, right. two years, four years. So when um, my son was well he was just he was just born um we had enrolled him and at that time it was like 58 dollars a month for full, okay. full tuition and um we actually pulled out of the prepaid college program when he was two because at that time um there was all over the news in florida that the college program was going bankrupt okay and so all the financial advisors were recommending people pull out of the college program because if it's going to go bankrupt, you don't want your money in there. So everybody pulled out and then the prepaid college program figured out a way to work with the colleges. And then we went back in when he was about two and a half years old. So now oh, okay. it was $65 and 79 cents. We paid that all the way through. I made that payment every single month, all the way through till he was 18. He went, my daughter was like 80, $86, $85 and change. Okay. For 18 years. So when you look at that, you know, if, if your son or daughter is 
under the age of five, you're probably looking at, I would guess now it's probably $125, $130 a month. It's a lot easier to pay that now than to spend. I mean, you're not going to have Duke money. I mean, 75000 right, 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 right. Put $150. If you can find a spot to put $150 a month that's going to accumulate into uh, $300,000 over the next 18 years, let me know. Matt and I are here to invest with you. Um, if you know a spot that will give you that kind of return, that's just not going to happen at that. But but you can get your, your child into a, uh, a state tuition program. And that is that is the first place I believe you start. But right. I mean, if, but there's, a, there's the flip side, you've got to have other money put aside. And that's what the right. 529. So there's also what I call kind of your basic, this is actually interesting, basic financial plan for paying for college. If you say four years of college, and let's just use the 25,000 number as a round number for in-state tuition. So you should save, you know, save that first 25,000, like you said, as soon as you can, early as possible, let's cover that first 25 grand. Uh, the next 25 grand, maybe we cover kind of towards high school and while they're going to college. And then the next two would be the third year of college, maybe the kid working every summer, you know, before summer before college or maybe two summers before college. And then during summer, during college could pay for the other year. And then possibly a student loan or a grant or a scholarship or grandparent money can help pay for a fourth year. So if you broke it down in that sense, it'd be like, let's just finance the 25 grand the first year. Let's, Let's start that as soon as we can, and then we'll do the second 25 kind of later. And then this last two years, we're going to kid works, makes money every summer. And then the other one, maybe we do student debt or pay it yourself or your grandparents pay for it. That's kind of a basic one. And then I kind of back in off of that, which one is more appealing to you. Some people, that's a good basic plan. Some people want to pay for all of it, whatever. Like you're talking about start when they're one or two or when they're born. That's awesome. Um, but now here's the advantage that I talk about with, so 529 plan is another one that's kind of like that where you, you put money in on a monthly basis. You typically get a state tax deduction, right? So you can put in whatever, 50 bucks a month. You get to choose what the money is because it's going to be a lump sum of money and you get to choose it, uh, what college to use it on. They're usually good on any college, public or private. Yeah, that's a federal, it's a federal program. Yeah, uh, yeah. That allows but you get state tax credit, but yeah. Yeah, it allows you, from what I understand, and my wife handles all the distributions out of it. Okay, so it goes in um, after tax, but then it grows tax-free. Yep, that's right. After tax money that you put in, so it's not like a Roth, but it goes in after tax, grows tax-free. And as long as it's a college-related uh, and I say college related, if, the, if you have money left in the fund after they graduate, it can go for a down payment on a house. There are some things that it can go after. Caveats. You could pass it on to the next kid. Yes. And that's what we did when my son actually left after two years. We actually moved the money over to my daughter. However, it will not cover uh, sororities, fraternities. Right. We learned the hard way. And we didn't learn the hard way. We just, you know, you think you yeah, want yeah. fraternity yeah. or the sorority yeah. and I'm sorry, you can't use that. For no, that. it's kind of tuition, room and board, books, and some other school fees, yeah. So one of the other fees we didn't discuss here, everybody wants <laughs> to in the fraternity or the sorority, well, um, you got to have that money too, and that's going to cost you 2500 to 5000 bucks a year minimum. That's if you don't buy any coolers or anything else that they got to buy. <laughs> All right, so then, so here's where we get into where the biggest secret, here's, here's the biggest secret. The biggest secret for business owners is that uh, you pay your kid, pay your kid. 
right? And what do I mean by that is uh, with the latest tax loop, we can pay our kids 12,000 a year tax-free and plus another 5,500 that can go into an IRA. So you can pay your kids $17,500 out of your business. And so the semantics are, you take it out of your business, you write a check to your kid, it's a business expense for you, meaning you don't pay any tax on it. It goes to your kid tax-free because the first $17,500 your tax, your kid earns, actually it's 12,000. You still have to uh, pay Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, no. No, not until they're over 18. So if your kid's under 18, now there is, if there's a, uh, I should tell, consult with your CPA, depending on the structure of your business. Typically, if you're a solo owner, you do not have any withholding. Okay. But, yeah, because I mean, if, if, you have, if you have employees in payroll and you're going to structure it through payroll, it's going to cost, well, it's going to 7, 7.65% is going to come out of their check. 7.65%. Because we, if you have other partners and you're structured, uh, about 80% of the cases, there's no withholding. But my point is, is you're getting that money. Let's just say you're not, the 17.5 means you put 5,500 into an uh, IRA for your kid. So, but if you just want to pay him 12 grand, up to 12 grand, you don't have to pay him. You can pay him any dollar amount you want. But if you paid your kid 12 grand a year, that would be a business expense for you that you're not paying income tax on. And as long as that $12,000 goes for the benefit of the kid, the kid doesn't pay any tax on that. All right? So you can use that money to pay for college. You can use that money to pay for a private school and, you know, uh, high school. You can use that money for any purpose as long as the benefit of the kid. All right. And so imagine that. So you started doing that with a kid. And by the way, you don't have to start with that kind of money. Let's say you got a uh, two-year-old, five-year-old, 10-year-old, and you're paying them whatever, two grand, three grand, five grand, whatever the number is, right? This is why you need a coach to make more money so you can make more money and pay your kids tax-free, right? Right. Um, but if you did that, let's just say that you did that, paid him 12 grand a year for whatever, uh, 10 years, and so you put to a savings account. Oh, I'm getting unstable again. Okay, you're stable now, though. You okay. Pay that, you, All right. Pay them 12 grand a year, and, and yep. you invest it. Now, you can spend that money today, or you could save that money for them in an investment account and use that money to pay for college. Right. And the whole purpose of this is what did we just do? We just created a slush fund of tax free money that we wrote off as a business expense that we didn't pay any tax on. And our and we get a, a lump sum of money or a, a, a bucket of money that our kids get to use for whatever purpose it benefits them. And I, I wanna I wanna mention something here because I think there's a lot of there's been a lot of discussion as of late about seeing the tax returns of the rich. We'll just leave it at that, okay? Um, the reality is all of the tax laws are structured and written by those who are typically in the upper echelons of income. And therefore, they write them in such a way that if you don't take these actions, technically you're being stupid with your money. So right. number one, you should own a business of your own. If you don't, yes. you need a side hustle because yes. the t and, and you need to make money in that side hustle or it's just considered a hobby and you won't have the tax deductions. They could disallow them. So, so make some money on the side if you don't have a business. If you do have a business and you don't partake in these things, you are wasting money. That is exactly right. These are, these are legal um, I don't want to even call them loopholes. These are written into the federal tax code and you can take full advantage of them and you 
should take full advantage of it. And you should. And now there's a whole caveat, right? You don't just give your kid 12 grand. They need to have a job. They need to do stuff for you. Clean, uh, clean the offices, you know, do file, do shredding of confidential information. Handle your social media is a really big one. These kids are so much better at, at the social media stuff than you and I are. Uh, I had my girls help me with one of my videos the other day because they're just like video editors like the back of their finger where I don't know nearly the stuff that they do. Right. So you need it. They need to have a legitimate job. They need to do legitimate work for you. I've got a little report of like 36 jobs your your kids can do for you. So that way, when the IRS says, well, would you pay your kid $12,000 for you can say, well, he did this, this and this for me. And that's the market rate for those type services. Right. I mean, people sometimes pay two grand a month, three grand a month for social media. They pay X amount per month for the janitorial services, X amount a month for landscaping services. These are the type of jobs that you would have your kid do. The, the, anyway, so legit. Uh, let's just say these are legitimate child. They're, they're working for the money. We're not just sitting at home playing video games. So that's a good disclaimer. But like you said, it is a legitimate expense and it's a legitimate tax advantage to being a business owner that you don't get. If you work, I used to work at SunTrust Bank. I couldn't pay my kid 10 grand, 12 grand a year and get a tax write-off for that. Even if it came out of my own money, well, SunTrust wouldn't let me take that money out of my W-2 income, no, right? But as a business owner, we can do this. We can do this. And it's like you said, the tax laws, I believe, are written for, for business owners, particularly small business owners who can, who can do all kinds of things. So there's, you, anyway, so that's the number one way. Now, it's interesting that I, like you mentioned earlier, so number one way would be save money from day one, like you were talking about, right, in a prepaid or a 529 plan. Number two, I think, would be to pay your kids to work for you in your business. And we got legitimate jobs they can do. That's a whole other list. I can provide a list if anybody asks or want one. Number three, I like what you were talking about, which was like buying a piece of real estate. So, so let's go into that. You're the real estate guru here and, and buying a piece of real estate. There are two ways to do that if you ask me because there's another one. But go ahead. Talk about real estate to help pay for it. I'll, I'll use an example of, of what you, you could do technically with let's say you you took that twelve thousand dollars for four years while your child was um let's just say they're in junior high and you start taking twelve thousand i mean if you can afford twelve thousand let's just let's just assume you right. and for four years you took twelve thousand dollars and you put it into an account and um then you found a house um very close to the university and let's say the house was two hundred thousand dollars well, in order to buy that house, since you're not going to live in it, um, you're going to need $25,000 down payment. Now, um, you can actually purchase that house with 25% down, which of course would be uh, $50,000. And you can take $50,000 of that money. Now, who has to be the beneficiary of that money? Your son or daughter. because So you can actually purchase that house and what's called a land trust and make them the beneficiary of the land trust. Now, um, they can also be paid as the landlord of that um, because they're managing that house. So you, now again, this is provided you have credit, but you'll be surprised how many other um, people whose children are graduating will now finance you that house. So if you're willing to give them 25% down at the current market rate, they might like the income from the property. So there's other options to purchasing that real estate. But now your son or daughter has the ability or the possibility to live at or very close to no payment while two other kids in there are paying your, your mortgage payment. So your child's in there living for free. 
and you still had some money left over for, for their college expenses, but now you've offset the room and board. So, um, and by the way, there is nothing that says that if the, um, if the 529, well, I mean, this would, again, consult your tax advisor, but technically if you had money in a 529 plan, um, you can use that for rent. It doesn't say who the landlord has to be, as long as it's a corporate ent entity. Um, it's not you personally. Um, that could be a, an allowable deduction. So you could technically pay rent and then turn around and that rent could be used for books, for um, other things. Um, just right, right. There, there, are, there are ways around. Again, tax structure is geared towards self people who are self-employed. Yeah. So it's funny you say it. So I had a couple examples in the real estate. So my sister-in-law, so my wife's sister, her two boys, uh, Auburn University, they bought duplexes and the boys lived in one side of the house and they rented out the other side of the house. And the boys were responsible for maintaining it and renting it and collecting the rent. And that was their room and board um, through college, right? They've actually still own it today and now there's uh, the boys still own it and they're renting it out to both sides now, right? So th there's kind of like you talk about, we get your kid gets into college, we're going to buy a little duplex or a quadplex and the kids are going to live in one of the rooms and rent out the rest and it's kind of free room and board. I have another, so this is my aunt and uncle, uh, Washington DC. They bought a rental property, you know, back when, when we were kids, you know, talking like five, 10 years old. So then when my cousins got to college, they want, they did one of them, they sold the piece of rental property. Hey, we bought this rental property when, you know, 15 years ago, we're going to sell it the gain is what we're using to pay for the, for Chris's college. The other daughter, Annie, um, they didn't sell it. They just refinanced it. Right. So, so they took, they borrowed money against the, the property, the rental property tax free, use that money tax free to pay for tuition. And the rental rates were high enough that they could pay off the new mortgage. Now it's just important to understand that, um, the reason they were able to get that money tax free is because you do not pay tax on borrowed money. Right. Just, just clarifying that a lot of people who, well, who may watch this are like, how do you do that? Well, you right. buy money out of your piece of real estate. However, when you go to sell that, there is a gain. Um, and that's, that's your accountant's problem to deal with, to calculate the gain on the property and that type of thing. But um, both are, um, a lot of people don't even know. Uh, you know that show, uh, um, I can't think of the name of it. It's got Chip and Joanna Gaines. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Fixer Upper. Yeah, Fixer Upper. So, uh, what a lot of people don't know is prior to Joanna meeting Chip, Chip would purchase um, rental properties right around Baylor University. And so he started, that's how he got his um, start in real estate was actually purchasing rental properties near Baylor University. And, and they still own properties there today um, because college, you know, granted you're dealing with college kids, but most of the most of your tenants, I mean, I have real estate. That being said, in a college area, most of those kids, their parents are footing the bill. And so if you just do a little background check on your tenants, if mom and, mommy and daddy are footing the bill and they got money put aside, they'll tell you that they do. Yeah, pretty you're, safe bet. You're, especially if they're willing to, co to sign the docs for, for little Johnny, you're, you're, right. you're good in most cases. And you could also use real estate. Let's say, you know, one of the things you and I talk about the four pillars, when you have your business, you should buy some real estate. Let's say you own real estate already, whether it be your office building or rental property outside of that. Let's just say it's your office building. You could 
borrow money from your own office building, use that money tax-free to pay for your kids and then raise the rent you charge to your own business. Sure. Right. So now you're paying rent to pay off the new mortgage off the property that I own for my business. Right. So that's another way, again, borrowing the money from your office, right. And paying it back through the business by raising your rent to a market rate. So, so we've covered a lot. We really did. <laughs> one, of the, one of the aspects, the, the surprising part, I think, to a lot of people is, um, is just how expensive college is going to be. And all I can tell you is if you're a young parent, your kids are under the age of five, we're talking about numbers by as much as $75,000 a year for college today. Um, if there's one thing that is for sure, besides death and taxes, college uh, tuitions are going to increase. They're not going to so if you don't put money aside, you're going to be dramatically surprised. And um, if you do a prepaid, one of the things that I didn't mention in a prepaid college situation is, is that only matters if your child goes in state. If they go out of state, all you've got is a savings account at 0% interest. They don't even, they don't even give you any, you just get your money back. So if you put a hundred dollars a month aside, that's $1,200 a year. Um, you, and you do that for 18 years, I mean, you're going to have, what, 20, 20 grand, 20 yeah. grand that might cover one year of college. And that's what you, that's what I had explained to my kids. I'm like, oh, my son got accepted to Auburn. I was like, great. You want to spend all of your college money in one year or you want to go for four years? <laughs> so you've got to understand there are, um, there are ramifications if you, if you do the prepaid, uh, right. if you go that route you're picking an in-state college. However, these other methods can assure you that you have enough put aside. If college is that important to you, put the money aside. It's so much easier than facing it when your kids are 18 and, and you got to tell them to pay for it. And, on. and this kind of brings me full circle to uh, one of the things we like to talk about is find out your why, the reason we do things, the things we do, right? So, so this could be your why of why you want your business to kick ass right? This could be the why that you hire a coach or a consultant. This could be a why, why you kick yourself in your own behind to pick it up, right? Because if, if your business isn't making enough money to save for college, it's your own fault. You need your business to make more money so you'll have money to pay for your kid's college. You, you see what I'm saying? Like, that could be your why that hey, I'm making enough money in the business to pay my bills. Gosh, I need to get my rear in gear so I can have excess money that I can pay for college, excess money so I can buy real estate, excess money so I can invest for my retirement, right? Yeah, none of that is based in greed. See, they, None of that's greed. You know, a lot of people say, oh, the, the business owners are so greedy. No, the reality is you're just trying to make sure that your, your children have a better life, maybe that you're, because, you know, you're usually approaching 50 years old at the time your kids are going to college, 50 to 55, sometimes 60, but in that, in that range of time when you really don't want to have to start thinking about it then because that will really put a burden on you when you're starting to get into your really good earning years. Right. Um, the, the reality is if you put that aside, in, in, then by the time you're in your 50s, now you can focus on you know, building wealth for your own retirement and enjoying your life a little bit as your kids go to college. So. Yeah. But you might, my point was everybody needs a why. There's no judgment of what your why is or my why. Maybe this is a why that, oh my gosh, I didn't realize how expensive college was. I better get going. I, my why is I better, I better crank this business out because I, we need more money to pay for college and retirement and stuff, fun stuff to do, right? Yeah. So 
All right. So I guess it has been about time, right? Because I think we started this. Uh, yeah. All right. So the summary would be, uh, how does a business owner pay for college? I think we said uh, college planning for entrepreneurs, episode 33. Yeah. So I think we had said, uh, number one, we talked about starting early. We talked about the prepay. We talked about a 529 plan. Number two, we talked about hiring your kids as employees, right? They really have to work and all that type of stuff, but you can pay them up to $12,000 a year, actually up to seventeen five. Uh, that's big time getting money out of your business. Uh, number three, we talked about real estate, right? And we talked about three different ways to use real estate, right? Where you could buy a place for your kid to live while they're in college. You could buy a place before they go to college and then sell it and use that money. You can buy a place before they go to college and then use the refinance or borrow money from that to pay for college. And we actually, I guess we had a fourth thing that says you could borrow money from your commercial, your business real estate borrow money from it, pay tuition, and raise the rent on your own business. So those are great opportunities for business owners to pay for their kids' college that W-2 employees do not have. They don't get that benefit. And if you are a W-2 employee, you need to start, I believe you should start a, a side a hustle. Side gig, side yeah. And get some of the tax deductions available. Even if your side hustle only makes you $500 a month, that's $500 a month that you could put into your if you chose, that could be your why, why you have the side hustle. Right. Um, it could be, I don't care if it's, I don't care if your side hustle is cleaning pools and your kid is the one cleaning the pools. Right. $500 a month, that's 6000 a year that could go to your child's. Uh, um, I totally believe that. Everybody should have a side hustle. I totally believe that. Yeah, if you're, if you're W-2, you need the tax deductions um, because it'll far exceed the amount initially that maybe your business is bringing in. So that's another. Absolutely. All right, man, this was good. Uh, we didn't even talk about kids' budget, which was what I was talking about when we started offline. <laughs> so we'll have to come back to that another time. What's a monthly budget to give your kid for spending money? I've heard zero. Hey, the kid's responsible. I pay for the college and the kids pay for themselves. I've heard unlimited. And in which case, how are you teaching your kids how to budget or financial responsibility? And I've heard anything everywhere in between. So, well, you know, I give my daughter $10 a day for food. That's what you get, 70 bucks a week. Well, it's food. Okay. <laughs> Outside of that, you're not eat, you're not you're not buying any drinks. Let's put it that way. But uh, the flip side of that is, um, my daughter works. She actually works at Orange County National. Um, she makes a lot of money. So when she's making, and I say she does. I mean, she has days she makes two hundred dollars in tips on, in a day. Right. Uh, when she's working in Orange County, I simply just pay her toll fees. I don't even because it's costing me about fifty bucks a week in tolls. Oh, interesting. About a 45 minute drive. So I'm like, look, yeah. I'll pay your tolls. So now I don't even give her money for food. It's all her money. She's earning. That's pretty good. Oh, she keeps her grades up. I don't mind her working. And she does. So that's, you know, that's. So some parents, you know, hey, here's all this money. Go party your butt off. And that's what the kids do. If you give them too much money in college, they're not only going to pay for their own partying, they're going to pay for their friends. Right. We got to teach. We got to teach self responsibility. That's what I think is missing in America is. Self-responsibility. If you take care of yourself, then we can take care of our friends. But you got to take care of yourself and you got to do what you're supposed to do. You got to make your grades in order to keep stay in school, to get your education, in order to make money, in order to be successful. And, and then you find your why, whatever your why is. If you want to make a bunch of money and give it to charity, great. You want to buy a bunch of money and give it to your parents, great. But you got to have a why and a motivational factor. Um, but college is a big expense just on top of my mind because my daughter starts. You've already got two kids that have done this. Uh, well, like I said, and um, 
but there are creative things to do as a business owner that not everybody else can do. Um, and I, hopefully this will motivate you to, to, to make more money and pay less in taxes. In which case you got two guys right here that can, that can help you with that. Yeah. All right, Dave. It was great advice today, Matt. Thanks. That was fun stuff. Where can we find you? Find me at davidmulvaney.com. You can connect with me on LinkedIn uh, at David Mulvaney on LinkedIn. And All right. And I'm at uh, 10xprofitblueprint.com, 10xprofitblueprint.com, and then uh, Matt Hudgens over on LinkedIn. And uh, subscribe to this channel. Give us some comments below. Let us know what we missed, um, what you thought was helpful, and we'll see you next week. Great. See you, man. Take, take care, man.